Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is... Drumroll, please introduce yourself. My name is Valentine Watts. I'm currently training as a sales manager for an antiques and jewelry company. What else do you want to know? I don't know. Are you a student? Are you a teacher? Oh, I'm definitely a student. I'm working on my associate's degree in visual design and multimedia. So uh, mainly I, my passion is art and also helping people. So uh, thanks to the last few weeks of school, I'm trying to figure out ways to incorporate both of those in a way to help other people. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you. Right now, are you a parent? Do you have any kids? I have given birth to two beautiful babies, one boy, one girl. They don't currently live with me, so it kind of makes me being able to go to school a little bit easier. But I do actually, I'm living with my partner of almost five years now. We've been friends for over a decade. I mean, I'm sticking through it, but we're not, you know, we don't hold the boyfriend-girlfriend title so we're kind of like free-flowing. It's like, I won't be offended if you find someone else and vice versa. So we're very open. That's good. That's good. It's always nice to have that trust too. Like you've been together for over a decade as friends and now you're together as a couple, but without the label. So that's actually pretty good. And, you know, being a parent, going to school, trying to figure out your life, that's also exciting, right? Tell me how you became a student. Like, what accomplishments or challenges have you had in your journey so far? Well, it wasn't even my intention to go to school. I mean, granted, the last few years I'd been thinking about it, but it was really an accident. I was originally working for employment and had gotten a random text message, and it was like, if this is Valentine, I would like you to contact me for a possible job opportunity. And I'm like, okay, I'll bite. Go ahead, call them up. And some of the first questions they asked were if I was currently employed, um, if I was going to school. And, you know, I said, kind of employed, and no, I'm not going to school. And she asked, well, do you have you considered going back to school? And I was like, yeah, actually I have. And she just started listing a bunch of schools, different programs that all these schools specialize in. And I was like, all right, next thing you know, I enrolled and um, here I am like in my technically sixth week since last week was summer break. Wow, you're in your second class. Yeah. My biggest challenge really is just been me not knowing when to give myself a break and lack of sleep. Mm. Been my biggest challenge so far. Right. Lack of sleep. Sleep is really important. You don't want to deprive your brain of 
sleep because that's when you actually kind of grow our brain cells, right? I know I'm in the same boat because I'm so tired, but my puppy wakes me up at six in the morning. So it doesn't matter if I'm going to bed at one thirty or two. I literally have to get up at six in the morning or five thirty because he screams murder in the morning, you know. So that's that's another thing. But tell me a little bit about your passion or your major. Well, visual art and design, or visual design and multimedia. One of my goals is to work for like a gaming development company. I've already done some research. It's going to be a lot of work to achieve that goal. Probably will take me about ten years. Been drawing since I was in second grade. I kind of fell out of, you know, that. I guess back then when I was a kid, you could say hobby, mainly because high school took me in a different turn. And then after graduating high school, I couldn't go to college. My parents couldn't afford it. So even though I was had gotten a few grants, I didn't know about student loans back then. Right. Wasn't even an idea. So what did I do instead? Just went straight into the, you know, part of the working force and yeah. So you're doing this actually right now for your passion and what could be, which is really amazing because sometimes in life we go through it, we go through it and you're like, you know, I wish I'd done this. And now you're not wishing, you're doing. Yeah, no, it's actually been a really exciting journey so far. Like I said, only six weeks, but. How has it been since you've been to school though? How long has it been? Oh, (laughs) I have not taken a class in 20 years. How was that first class for you? It was amazing. My teacher and I got along really great. Um, (laughs) Hence back of me. (laughs) But what was the feeling of like, okay, we're on this first class. Like what was your kind of anxiety or you know like in your head what was going through the first day of class honestly I don't really think I had too much anxiety during this first class or even the first day um, mainly because the enrollment process taking care of like the college set me up to feel very comfortable and relaxed with my decision to attend this particular school so I kind of just that first class, I was already at ease, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm old enough. I just need to know what expectations are there in class and kind of, you know, see what else I'm trying to do in my personal life. And it's like, if I were to focus only on school, let's say, you know, someone else was taking care of my rent, utilities, everything else, like, school would be a breeze. I would have no problems whatsoever. I could focus only on school. But, you know, obviously that's not the case. Yeah, just like with everyone. So that's good that you you actually really love school and did really well in our class together. And I love your final project because I think you're one of the best students that I've ever had in terms of, like, Show me what you got. That's what I always tell them. I'm like, okay, what you learned in the last four weeks? Show me what you got, Valentine. And you did. You show me. And if you have that same work ethic to everything that you do and be intentional, 
I think that you will do well, whatever that your goal is going to be. I, I really think so. Now, for struggles being a student, right, and trying to kind of balance between a student and a worker, what actually keeps you going when you're like, I'm tired, I, I'm lack of sleep today, I don't want to do my schoolwork? I just kind of, so I have a bullet journal. So I have like a monthly calendar, I have my weekly calendar. I just basically, I'll give myself maybe two or three major things to do that day. And it's like, all right, even if I only say you're going to spend an hour on this thing, like just get that done. Like it's some, or even if it's small, like I just want to be like motivated throughout the day and be able to accomplish my goals. So yeah, I'll go ahead and take like a five, 10 minute break, maybe have some water, um, maybe hop on social media. But in general, my future is what drives me. That's awesome. Now, we've been living through a pandemic. I have COVID, so I know the pandemic is still happening. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> so sometimes oh. you'll hear me. Yeah, I'm, I think going through the end tail of that, my whole family has COVID right now. But how has COVID-19 affected your life, if any? Honestly, like, I think I'm pretty sure I had COVID before COVID, news of COVID hit the States. It was around Thanksgiving 2019. Me and my friends that we were all living with each other, we turned essentially on being sick. And um, I was sick for like two days. I was in bed the entire time. I slept almost the entire time. I think I ate maybe half a package of those saltine crackers and maybe a single glass of water in the last, like in 48 hours. That's all I had. So at the beginning, I mean, after getting sick, after the after that, sometimes you can't predict what's going to happen, even when you plan stuff out so carefully. Yeah, that's okay. We will go through it. But so two days. I wish, see, I think people say, okay, this COVID, the, the new reiteration of COVID is easy. It's like having a flu. It's not. I've had flu. I've, I haven't had, I've never been this sick in my life for the last maybe 15 years. Like, I don't really... My kids get sick all the time. My husband... I don't get sick ever. Like, they're like, Mom, what's wrong? I'm like, I think I have all the cooties that you guys gave me through the years that I've created a wall of sickness. And I'm like, yeah, okay, bring it. This time, I... It's not like flu. I was sleeping for four days, literally, up and down, up and down. The whole body, it's not just, like, achy or soreness. It's, like, shooting pain on my legs and my arms, and my eye socket feels like it's going to come off. My throat is on fire for like six days. My back, like where my lungs, is just so sore. Like nobody's business, like a truck really hit me. And I'm like, what is happening? And it's the breathing. It's like the coughing. When you cough, when I cough, it wouldn't stop. And it's dry cough. There's no productivity going on. And it takes my breath away. That bothers me more than anything. And it's like, I've never been this sick in my life. And I had shots. I had two shots. I didn't have the, the boosters because I'm allergic to the shot, apparently. 
The second time I got a shot, I started bleeding on my nose uncontrollably for almost a minute, four times for four days. And so the CDC is like, yeah, you might be allergic to something in there, so maybe you shouldn't get a booster. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't. But I have shots for the first, you know, the two shots. So I think COVID, for me, I, um, my family went through a lot, especially with my kids not being able to go to school for a little bit. She couldn't see her friends. She had a little bit of mental breakdown. But the school was in and on, on and off. And I think it's that uncertainty. You know, at first we're like, oh, it's going to be here, you know, th- towards the tail end of their, uh, of their school. They're like, oh, by August, it'll be gone right? Because it's just a whatever. No, August came, no school, right? They're like, oh, you can yeah. come to school, no school. But for you, I think it might be different, right? Like you're sick for two days, three days? Yeah, that was like, I was, I felt like I was on my deathbed. I kind of felt the symptoms literally the day before Thanksgiving. And what happened was on Thanksgiving, I was the only healthy ish one to go ahead and make dinner for everybody and then Friday I felt a little crazy and then Saturday Sunday dead but I mean aside from that COVID didn't affect me as negatively as I thought it would I'm already an introvert so not leaving the house I'm totally okay with yeah um and I was also essentially a little nanny for my friends because they had just had a baby oh, no. a couple months ago. So, um, yeah, I just would stay at home, take care of the kid, help with house chores. And if anything, even though COVID's been, you know, awful worldwide, I've never had more opportunities to grow than I do now. That's great, actually. That's that's positive. I like that. And I think it's because there's a lot more that you can do that organizations know now that you don't need to be physically at work to work. So that, that's a good thing. Now, what is your favorite thing being a student? Like, what about it? What kind of subjects you like? What about being a student that you like the most? I just like learning new things that, you know, spark or that I have an interest in. With art, I still have been, like, I'm not, I don't care about, like, period pieces or anything. I just like the the methodology of, you know, art and how to do shading, line drawings, digital art, which is why I'm going to school. And, yeah, I mean, I've delved more into, like, what needs to be self-aware and knowing what direction I want to go. And like I said before, you know, I my passion for art and my passion for helping people, I want to be able to incorporate that. And I don't know how to expand on that, really. Just I love helping people. I love learning. I love learning about, new, about others, especially. Learning is fun. I think you shouldn't stop learning, even if you have so many degrees. I won't stop learning. I will continue having degrees, non-degrees, certifications, whatever, professional development, because I love meeting new people and I like learning new things. And when I learn new things, I get so excited. I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate that in my life and help others, like you said? And so it's exciting. It's exciting to be part of that community that's always trying to be positive and learn, right? 
What's the most challenging you think for you in the classroom? Well, since I've just started, I don't really have much to compare it with. Technical issues, I would say, would be the biggest thing. My first day of my new class uh, back this past Tuesday, my I don't know if, I don't think it was just my internet. I think it was my laptop also, like it. She's an old girl. I need to upgrade. But my audio was cutting out, or I was just experiencing a lot of lag that first day. Luckily, it was just a syllabus, and the lecture was pretty basic knowledge. It's about, uh, you know, learning about what it means to start your own business. I'm doing business startup strategies, and the first lecture was about what it means to be an entrepreneur. I don't really know if I want to ever try and create my own business. I mean, the idea is daunting because, like, all right, you have to think of all these things that you need to take care of, legalities, tax laws, and I'm just like, no. No, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'll be surprised, though, because helping others sometimes means being entrepreneur. Right. Uh, not necessarily the legality. If you can hook up yourself with someone who already have the established business and you just add your thoughts into it, like create a class on how to draw lines and, you know, what lines means. Right. I don't know about art, but like how you do squiggly lines. How do you do circle lines? Right. Can you imagine teaching somebody like maybe back in India that really needs to know that methodology, but they don't know? You're helping others and you're still making money. Technically, you're an entrepreneur, but you don't have the establishment someone else did, right? You could still do that. So learn as much as you want and can in this class for sure. But on my final project, as like a final thought was like be a constant learner. Yeah, lifelong learner is what, where you need, we need to be. What do you think your professors should do in order to keep you engaged in the classroom? Like what kind of tips can you provide your teachers? Mainly, it's, you know, getting to know your students is key. You, not just on a personal level, but like, you know, I learned about my learning style, which I knew I was a visual learner. I didn't know all the other different types or the fact that it had a name. I just knew I learned best by seeing rather than just reading or listening. So, yeah, get to know your students on a more personal level. Let them know you care about them on a personal or as individuals because we're all unique. Follow up with uh, questions. I know that a particular teacher would go ahead and ask students, even if they didn't want to answer the question. <laughs> uh, the arrow is not pointing at me. Nope, nope, it's not. <laughs> I had problems answering the questions. I found your class very um, entertaining and I enjoyed the interaction a lot. And then another another tip I would say is obviously communicate your expectations early. Keep your instructions simple because not everyone can do that. So yeah. keep keep the pace, like start small and keep up with a specific pace. And then as the class continues, then you can go ahead and go a little bit bigger each, you know, each week. Right, right. That's true. That's actually really good. I like the individuality thing. It's, it's, uh, 
it's hard when you have a bigger class, but it's you just need to take the time to get to know people. So yeah, what would you what would you like your teachers or classmates to know about you that is relatable to their own experience? Um, well, lack of sleep is probably number one. <laughs> My lack of sleep, it sometimes it comes from stress, but most often, especially recently, with you know everything I've been you know, going through and have going on, I'm excited. So I can't shut my brain off when it's time to go to sleep. And even though I'm trying to maintain a, a, you know, the same sleep routine or bedtime routine every night, even if I don't have school the next day, I just, yeah, there have been days, especially in your class, (laughs) where school class is over, my assignments are already turned in, and I will go ahead and stay up for another three to four hours, two o'clock in the morning, sometimes even three, and just and think about all the new possibilities that I have opened up for me. Yeah, and I'm super happy. I'm super happy because you're so like agreeable. It's not even it's not even a word. Like you just agree to certain things. Like okay, you. Valentine, you need to go to LinkedIn. You need to do, you're like, what? Well, no, 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 ah, I don't take no for an answer. Let's go. And the fact that you trust me in the process and got you excited, I'm super happy. That's what I want to know. It's like little baby steps, but gets you excited and motivated to make sure that you keep your goal, right? Whatever your goal is. And I like the bullet journal because you're a visual person. You kind of need to see where you're heading. And I like that very much. How do you stay inspired to do well in your classes? Well, I, despite the many failures I've gone through in life, school was one thing that I was good at. Like I said, I like learning, even if it's subjects that don't interest me. I would still persevere because, you know, back in high school, my goal was to actually go to college. I had gotten accepted to a fashion design school originally, thanks to home ec. Yeah, no, I just, especially now I'm, you know, 20 years later, I've hit so many bumps along the road and I'm just tired of it. So I'm like, all right, what, you know, getting that random text about work and it turning into school was probably the best thing that could have happened to me in the last five years. So I think just, you know, wanting what's best for you and your future, and especially if you're a parent or, you know, you have to take care of your parents or whatever the case may be, always trying to keep your future in mind is what is going to be the best motivation anyone could have. Yeah, sometimes we forget ourselves on the true core of what we really want to do because we're busy hustling trying to survive, right? It's like, I have to survive. I can't obviously work on this one right now because there's just so many things to do and steps to do in order for me to be successful. But I think we need to change our mindset that you can do both if for some reason one doesn't pay the other, right? Like, we know teachers don't get paid well. I couldn't do my lifestyle just being on my salary. I'm privileged enough that my husband can support. But not everyone is in that situation. So I I take that 
and use that time to help others, right? Because I'm blessed. I feel like I'm blessed in that capacity. I'm not rich, but I'm blessed enough that I can do these things to help others. And so when I help a student or a person or a friend, I love it. And some of my students I've kept, like I didn't even know one of my students we've been friends since 2015 I'm like it hasn't been that long are you sure it wasn't two years ago and she's like no Dr. Leland you went through me with my divorce and my moving and my I'm like oh my god you're right because they become my friends yeah they become my friends and if they need like I already told you guys if you get an A in my class you will get a lifetime of support in terms of letter of recommendation whatever job that you want I will write it for you because the reason I only do A students is because that means you're motivated right and in my class, everyone really gets an A. It's just a matter of keeping that A. You need to keep that A to earn that A. I don't give free A's, though. That's for sure. You know. Oh, yeah. No. Definitely. No. I don't give free A's, but you will earn that free A, and it's not going to be something super difficult. It's something you can do, but you have to put the time into it. That's just how it works in life, right? But I'm super excited that, that you're excited. Now, if I could remove all constraints, no money issue, no people issue what project would you create it's a hard question to answer you know and originally my answer was going to be practical because i'm focused on what i want for myself in the future so it's just you know again being a or an artist for a game development company for one of the major gaming companies actually out there but if I were to pick something totally off the wall, uh, teleporters are, aren't a thing yet, right? Or like instant teleportation. Yeah. That I would want to be known for. Um, I Well, actually, I think that could be a blessing and a curse because, unfortunately, there are a lot of bad people in the world. So... I don't feel like it'd be something I would want to be known for if it created a very negative impact. But if you have a project, like for example, for me, my goal, like if I didn't have any constraints or anything, I would create a school where all the teachers are happy to be there and they have unlimited resources that they, they could have. And money is not an object, so everyone literally will get paid however they want to get paid. Like, is it not ideal? might not be true but that would be my ideal like project that i want is to create a school where all the students who really needs it to either do professional development for the kids or even emotional intelligence or leadership class like you literally need to have classes for leaders today because some of them are very toxic and they need it right because you need to be able to inspire your people to lead them to their own individuality to the max rather than stifling innovation because let's face it even though you're a leader someone in your team is smarter younger better than you and you shouldn't have to be you know stifling that you should actually embrace that and said wow this person choose to be in my team and that's the kind of environment that i would want my school to have it doesn't matter who you are what your title is it's the big picture is that the students that are coming to the school are happy and they want to do something for the world. It's like a, a cycle of giving back. And I know it's going to cost a lot of money. That's why I'm like, money's not an object. Sure, I'll put that school together, right? What would you do like if you had that? Like, money's not an object. 
what would be your project like you're really passionate about over what's the word overloaded sure um, i would want to be able to give everyone access to a home mm. everyone has the right to to have a roof over their head so i would build numerous you know small communities I know that obviously the government, they, they try their best to go ahead and implement these plans. I'm from Sacramento. My personal opinion is they're, they could have been doing this decades ago. Yeah. Like the homeless situation in Sacramento has been awful for so long and it's only getting worse, which, you know, doesn't really match up with what the government's saying. So more people are becoming homeless and these projects that the government says that they've been working on should have been implemented sooner. Right. And I think the people who's leading these projects, are they really using that money for the people? Good yeah. Question. That's where tax dollars go. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? <laughs> Finally, what makes you feel inspired? Well, you know, again... I've gone through so much, and, you know, I've always been a giver. Again, I love helping people. The downside with me specifically is that I've been ignoring my own needs and wants. I've kind of been a servant in one form or another to someone else my entire life, and I'm not, like, talking about work. Yeah. Like, I love them to death, but when they announced that they were pregnant, I seriously was considering moving out immediately, and I just moved in two weeks prior. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to, like, the baby's not going to be due next week, so yeah. let me be for the next six, eight months, or six to eight months, and uh, see what happens. And, I mean, it turned out for the better for the most part, until COVID. Right, right. Because that, that, that does kind of change the dynamic because you can't go anywhere and you got to, you know, if the parents get sick, you got to help out as well. So I think there's a lot of things happening in your life, but I'm so glad that you're focusing now on yourself. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm still going to help people out, but right. my priority has to be myself from now on. You know, going to school, looking at getting various jobs, getting my own place eventually, like all these things. So I already recently, I first of all, uh, I forgot to tell you this. I actually did a SWOT analysis on myself the other day when I had messaged you about yeah. how worried I was. Yeah. Um, I wrote it in my bullet journal, and I was like, man, I didn't give myself enough room. Anything else I think of later on, I'll just write on the next day. But, yeah, no, I just, I look forward to my future for the first time in a long time. I'm gonna, the last time I motivated was back in high school, really. Wow. That's actually amazing that you're actually super motivated after 20 years. I think, do you think there's a teacher can make a difference in that? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've been a big help. I mean, I was already excited about school, 
and you know the the idea of getting various jobs but having you as my first teacher was the best thing that could have happened to me aside from signing up for school to begin with again i don't remember the last time i had so many opportunities uh coming to me and i'm exploring my options more now than i did back then like I was afraid to, you know, branch out. Like I worked for Taco Bell and I was afraid to quit even though like the environment was somewhat toxic, especially in the later years because I needed the guaranteed money. And after I quit, it's just kind of been, you know, jumping from job to job, house to house. I've moved like three times in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, and I don't think it really matters, you know, what your background is. Like I had a decent childhood, you know, aside from the alcoholic parents and abusive brother, but I would say I had a typical childhood for the most part, but you know, a lot of mental health issues and it shouldn't, you shouldn't let that stuff hold you back. Yeah. We all have traumas, some more than others, and I didn't grow up with parents, <laughs> so I have like a needy trauma. Like I'm, I'm needy sometimes emotionally, not physically, just emotionally. And so my husband knew that, and I was an only child, so it didn't even make it better. Okay, but I think recognizing and finding a way to help others is healing. Right, recognizing. Don't put it under the rug like it didn't happen. It did happen, but it's in the past. You can't let your past dictate your today and tomorrow, right? So, yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, I, I look forward to, you know, continuing working with you in the future for sure. Probably next week I'll give you an update to see if I got that um, insurance job. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at levelupbydocleland at gmail.com. Docleland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.